In the year 377, which means 5,377, he became the Rav in the city of Krakow. There he ran a big yeshiva, he ran a big yeshiva, and among his Talmidim, was the famous Goin Rabshapsi Cohen, who is better known as the Shach. Rabshapsi Cohen is the Rashi Tevis of Shach. The Shach and Yehudaya is a Talmud of this Godel, Rabnosan Nosa Shapiro. Besides his tremendous expertise in Gemara, Nigla, Terashe Shabalper, which is Nigla, he also was known to be a Baal Mekubal, which means an expert in Kabbalah. Shapsi Koin? What? Shapsi Koin is a Shach. If you'll take a look in the back of the Gemara, there's a parish from him on the rift. If you'll take a look in the back, on the rift, you'll see a parish of this Rabnosin Noto Shapiro by the name of Chidushe Anche shame. You'll take a look in the back of your Gemara on the rift. You'll see a parish on the rift called Chidushe Anche shame. And the author of the Chidushe Anche shame is this Godel that we're talking about, Abnosan Nosa Shapiro. Now, he is most widely known for a different Sefer. And the name of the Sefer is called Megale Amukai. The word Megale Amukai means he reveals the depths, he reveals secrets, which is a parish on the Teira. And on the Posik, Boeschanon, just the word Boeschanon, the word Boeschanon. He has 252 shots. Just on one word. He died in the year 393. This is a short biography before we get into it. He died in the year 393. How old was he? How old was he? Fast? Who could tell me how old he was? He was not more than 48 years old. That means he died very young. This Goin, Goin Oilong died very young. I want that stop now. I said now. I said no. On his Matseva, they wrote the following words. It's all Negeyas for the story to know who he was. It was Nechras on his Matseva he is the person that they say about him. He used to speak to Eliyahu on a one-to-one -one basis, face-to-face. -face. 
In the year, here's the story. In the year 5,341, in the city of Krakow, there died a butcher. One of the butchers of Krakow died, and he left over a young orphan of four years old. This butcher that died left over an orphan of four years old. An uncle of this child, who was also a butcher, had Rachmanis a little bit. We'll soon see that his Rachmanis was not really Rachmanis. And he took him into his house. So we have an uncle of this Yosem taking a little baby, a little boy into his house. And the uncle is also a butcher. This uncle was a very brutal person, a very grubber person, and a very cruel person. He also raised in his house a second Yosem. You might think that he's a Gavaldi Gavench. He takes in Yosemite, but we'll soon see what he does to them. So we have two Yosemite in the house. One is his nephew, one is not his nephew, and both of them are being raised by this cruel butcher. He didn't really raise them, but what he did is put them to slave work, and we'll soon see. He made them work as much as was physically possible for them to work. And he didn't give them food to be satisfied or clothing to make them warm or shoes on their feet. They walked around in rags. A very cruel man. When outside it was still dark, the kids had to get out from their bed, from their sleep, and go into the butcher store and do dirty, filthy work. It started at four years old. At four years old, he got them to do whatever they could, and then they became four and a half, and then five, and then five and a half, six, six and a half, seven. By the time they were ten, they, they were doing everything. In the winter, when it was extremely cold, and the frost used to bite their skin, like knives, and their fingers used to burn from the cold, and they used to wash with cold water the different vessels that had to be washed in the butcher store. They were pale, blue, and never, since they walked into their uncle's house, were they ever satisfied physically as far as food is concerned. They never knew what it meant to be full. The aunt, the uncle's wife, was also a poor lady. But there was another butcher. Not only was there one butcher, there was another butcher. They're not too difficult to understand. Now, 
this ant, this machsheto, better to call it. Used to give them cleft, used to give them pitch when they ate for food. These kids had no education whatsoever. They used, she used to give them pitch. She doesn't have pitch. Snacks. And they didn't know really, they didn't have any real education. They didn't know about Yiddishkeit really. They didn't know anything about davening. They didn't know anything about olive bays. They couldn't read olive bays. Because from four years on, they were working in the butcher store, they didn't know anything. They were never taught anything. As they got older, they realized in what type of a predicament they are. They, they saw no way out. They were lonely. They didn't have any relatives. They didn't have any friends that should help them where they can go to. And they were depressed when they thought about their plight. Hunger was always on their face. Like a wolf from the forest that wants to eat something. They looked wild. And everybody tried to avoid them. Because they didn't look like real normal people. They didn't look like civilized people. They looked like savages. They went mostly barefooted. Always holes in their, in their shmatas that they wore. They come out, never were clean. They were always dirty. And they always walked around very long hair because they never got haircuts. They look like a bunch of hippies. Hungry, dirty, filthy hippies. No, no elevators, no education, no nothing. Now, Krakow was a center for kosher meat. It supplied kosher meat for many areas around Krakow. And rich people were able to buy meat even during the week. Regular people used to buy meat just for Shabbos, but the rich people used to buy meat even during the week. As is the custom by butchers, the butchers supplied a del delivery service. Someone wanted meat, so the butcher store would deliver the meat to the person that needed it, to the client, to the customer. And the delivery boys, of course, were these two Yusayman. So they had double hours. They worked double work. Early in the morning, before it became light, they spent several hours in the store. And around 9 o'clock in the morning, they had to deliver, start delivering the meat to all the houses that were customers of this uncle. After they were finished with their butcher work, 
the hacking the meat and rinsing the meat and cutting the meat and tradering the meat and delivering the meat. They would come home, put their weary bones. On a, uh, on, a, on, a, on something that looked like a bed, but wasn't really a bed. It was blue with pink feathers. And if ever they would ever ask for food before they finished everything that they had to do, they would be beaten up for the chutzpah of asking for food before they finished all their work. And the uncle and the aunt would say, you're not going to get any food until you bring enough money from the money from the meat that you sold, that you delivered. So they used to go collecting the money also. And at night, when everything was finished, they used to put their weary bones on a little bit straw, which was their, which, which was their excuse for a bed. And they used to cry each night because they were in such a massive. And they didn't know what to do. This went on day in and day out. They didn't know where to run. Who's going to take them in? They had nowhere to go. And they were afraid of the uncle. He was a cruel man. He would kill them. What changed all this was the following. One day, one of the Yisraelim was walking down the street from Krakow while he was delivering some meat. And he found a matbeya, a large coin. Half a dollar. Big point. His first instinct was to take the coin and run to a bakery and buy bread and eat as much as he could. So once and for all, he would feel what it meant to be full. But a new machshava came into his head and he said, No. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make business with this half a dollar. After I make profit from this half a dollar, then I'll first buy bread. What did he do? He went to the Goyish section of Krakow. And with this half a dollar, it wasn't a half a dollar, of course. He didn't have dollars there, but whatever it was. He went and bought a small piece of Goyish Trafer meat, which is much cheaper. And when the uncle gave him some meat to deliver, some kosher meat to deliver, he added on some of the treasure meat, and he charged the person for more because of his, because he's giving him more meat. And he kept the difference. And of course he made a profit because he bought the meat trade. Trade for meat is half the price of the kosher meat, so he made himself a dollar. He got back a dollar for a half a dollar. And of course he sold it to a Jew. But all the customers of the uncle were Jews. And there was no Goyesha customers of Jewish meat. So of course the meat was to was going to home to a Jew. The profit that he made He saved, he uh, hid very well.
And when the other brother came, when the other Yasin came, he took them, he took them to a faraway street that no one should hear him. And he told them that he has some money. And we're gonna go to the bakery now. We're gonna buy some bread and we're gonna eat. The kids are, that's what they did. They went and bought a couple of loaves of bread and they ate up the whole loaf of bread, each one. And they became full once and for all. Once in their life they became full. The big simple for them. Avanza the loaves of bread. So after he finished eating and everything was normal, he asked him, where'd you get the money from? So he says, I found it. And he believed it. Then he went and bought another piece of crazy meat. He saved, I tell you, the process. And then he went ahead and did the same thing again. And, and every day he started, he started, and not every day, and this time he made a little bit more profit. Then again he went with his friend and ate some bread. And again his friend asked him, where'd you get the money again? And he says, I found it again. You don't want to tell him this. And this went on for several days. They bought, he bought paper meat. He mixed it together with the kosher meat. He sold it for much more money than what it costed him. And he was making money. And every person ate that meat in Krakow without any problem whatsoever. Because this was the butcher store that they always bought from. Why should there be any problem? Well, they're not buy from these butcher stores. Has a cheskas cash with this butcher store? There was no problem. Every day, the pieces of trade for meat became bigger and bigger. Because he was using come out all his profits and all his money to buy more and more and more. He just deducted a little bit to buy bread. But other than that, he kept on reinvesting everything that he had into trade for meat, making more and more and more and more. After a while, the other Yasin said, I don't believe you, I can do it. Let's ask him above my every day you find me, so you find money and you go buy bread. Let's ask him about that. One time you can find, two times you can find, three times you can find. But every day you find money. That can't be such a thing, something fishy. You gotta tell me the truth. He says, we're both, you say me, we're both in the same boat. I want you to tell me what's going on here. We don't have no father, we have no mother, we have no sisters, and we have no brothers. If we're both in the same boat, you gotta be a man to tell me the truth. So the one that was making the, the businessman here, Pastor was the other friend, the Yosem. I want you to shake. I want you to give me a kiyas cat. Kiyas cat means a handshake. But you won't tell anyone. You do it, I'll tell you. He gave him a kiss, cop. And he believed him. And he started telling him what happened. And now he makes money. Told him he buys paper meat and he sells it for kosher. And as they buy it, and business is getting bigger and bigger. 
They didn't realize at all the severity of what they were doing. They didn't they had no education. They didn't think anything's wrong with it. Plus the fact that Sutton, of course, was on their side. He wanted them to be Matsuya. Because he wanted that Krakow Jews should be eating purpose. So we got two kids that are Amaratsim feeding Krakow Jews with tarpus and making money. They didn't realize how severe it was, but it's not shaking. They knew there's pressure and there's strength. And now, not only did one of them do it, two of them are doing it. Both of them are now in the business. Business is booming. More customers are getting trade for meat, and more money is coming in. After a while, they raised together a certain amount of money. They put together some money because every day they were saving some more money, even though they, most of it was used to invest in the trade for meat. But they started after a while because they were making such a good business to save. And they made themselves a deal among themselves. They said that what if the Yisraelim should make a fight with the uncle, make him angry, throw him out. I don't have in this way, throughout one of these segments, and this way, this yasam that's going to be thrown out to go to another Moshe Bishop and work for them. And this way, all that Moshe Bishop those customers and the old Moshe Bishop those customers will be eating trade. It's going to be Gishmak. These are the finest. And that existed in the time. They are being eating, they are eating this harvest. And this way, business is getting better and better, bigger and bigger. Money is coming in, it's gavaldic. They're making a booming business, these two Yusayim. That's what happened. One of the Yusayim got into a fight. And he made the uncle very angry. He told him, I don't want you to work with me no more. And he threw him out. So now we have one Yosem in charge of all the uncle's business. And the other one went to another butcher store. And he did start doing the same thing. And they kept on do, do putting on more meat and 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 more meat, and more meat, and more meat was good Business is booming. Yeah, listen in, listen in. Even though they were separated, nevertheless, they remained partners. Each one promised to share its profits and not to hide any profits. And many times they used to make up to meet at certain places that no one should see. In order to divide the moolah from their business. Not once did anyone suspect anything special. Things are doing, things are coming better and better. And after a while, these little kids became the leader. 
and they got disgusted at working for other people. They have enough money to open their own butcher store. How do they do it? How could they do it without causing suspicion? What's Gavirin? You don't know what a Gavirin is? Yeah. But they can't open their stove without arousing suspicion. So the way they did it was as follows. The, one of the Yisraelim came to the other Yosem in his store, and with a simcha he found a whole money bag. And that spread like wildfire, that the kid, that one of the Yisraelim found money, and from that money he's opening what? A butcher store. When the older, when the uncles saw the Yosem coming in that used to work for him with his whole Bible of money. Get out of here! No one asked you to come in my store. So the, the one that came with the money bag said to the one that's still working for the uncle, don't stay here by that grouch. Get out of here. Come with me. We'll open our own business. We don't need to work. You don't have to work for that grouch. Neighbors to help me. I found money. I could open my own store. Come, we'll become a partner, he says in the presence of the uncle, standing by the threshold of the door, and run away from him. He's a good for nothing house. Kids are They started their own butcher store. They started buying animals. And they had a regular sheikh and shechted. They had the best hashgacha, but they kept on, they kept on adding tariffs. In other words, there was a certain amount of kosher animals that they shechted, a kadasu kadid, and then they kept on doing what they were doing until now, buying a lot of trafer meat also, selling it for kosher, and doing a booming business. Not only were they doing a booming business, they were able to undercut any other butcher store and crack out. Everybody was charging 50 cents a pound of meat. They were charging 40 cents. Very easily. Why? Very easily understood why. Because half of it was trade, so they were able to lower the price. And slowly but surely, they were taking away customers from all the butcher stores in Krakow. Slowly but surely, the other butcher stores could not compete, and they could not have any... They didn't keep any customers. But inside the store was only kosher meat. The best hash goch in the world. But when they started delivering it, what did they do? They went to the other section. The halt and the hay, they brought it into the wagon that they delivered the thing and added it on to each customer. Uh, some, some of the meat, each customer, this guy, this guy wants 10 pounds, so they would give him 3 pounds, 4 pounds of kosher, and around 7 pounds of trade and to give on for they were making a booming business, making so much money that it was unbelievable. Where they live? All the previous customers of the two butcher stores came to them because they trusted them. They liked the service. 
And the price was even better. From the two butcher stores that both of these kids worked for, the customers started coming to them slowly but surely until the other two butcher stores had to go out of business. They only kept in the butcher store 100% kosher music because there was a control of how many animals was geshaft and how many pounds of meat was inside the butcher store. If in the butcher store would have been more pounds than was geshaft, then of course they would lose the ashgacha. So that they never messed around with. The ashgacha was top-notch. They would check a lot of animals, business was booming. After a while, the best price for the best meat cracker, we got these two shutters. Business is booming. More and more customers are coming. It's managed unbelievable. Everybody spoke to their, all the yentas spoke to each other. What do you got to go through? This butcher store, that butcher store, this butcher store. They take the skin off your back. They take the skin off your back. Go to these guys. These guys are mentioned. They charge you normal prices. Especially at a Pesach, at a Shabbos, at a Yomtev. People rack jack up the price. <laughs> By then, it's for cows. Very low price. It's Givaldic. They got the biggest clients and customers in the city of Krakow. Everybody. One by one, the other butcher stores went bankrupt. No one could compete with them. No one could compete with them. They're still working, and they're rich. And they got the best butcher, butcher store in Krakow. And almost the only one. They got the biggest Shidduchim workers to get married. They gave the nicest Mugovas by all the dinners and all the appeals and the shuls. Whenever anything was needed, first one to give. They were Amaratsa. Oh, they didn't know that. They take them. But they used to work double work. But very little, and they were strong like oxen. Because at four years old, they started doing this physical hard work. So they were working double shifts. By day, regular store, and at night, they used to do the smoking business. And then they would mix it up in a wagon. Without a wife, and without children, meanwhile, without any insurance, without any maids or servants, no one, no one, no one, no one had the slightest. Also, later when they finally did get married, both of them finally did get married, everything was completely secret of what they were doing. No one besides them knew anything about it. No. They had beautiful houses. They built the most beautiful mansions for themselves. They were Gewaldic Machnes Eurach. They had like a motel unit for the guests in, in their houses because they had so much money. Any guest in Krakow stayed in their house. Like Achmos Azorchem houses. 
when, when they both had the nicest houses in Krakow, and they had children, children started getting up, growing up, they hired the best teachers for the children, and there were special rooms in their houses for, for, for the teachers to teach the children. They didn't have yeshivas in those days, like we understand this. But Malamdin used to come to the house and teach the children whatever had to be taught. So there were special, special rooms in each one of the houses to teach children Taylor. And the children grew up, yeshiva bathroom, Adel, Yidin. The nicest furniture in the house, the nicest gold, silver, everything that you wanted. How many learned how to take care of the other things like that? There's many people that don't know how to dive in that could say Kaddish and they could say Kiddish and they could say a lot of things. So they finally learned to learn. All of these are really good. As soon as the kid was 13 or 14 in their house, this is going on for many years already. They're married and they already have children, 14. It means that this nice is going on for years and years. It's one of the biggest communities in the history of Palestine. Yeah. Children at 14 were already married with the best of They used to marry their children at 14 with the best of And as son-in-law, they would take in the house of cats. They would support them. And they became richer and richer, and everything was going to life. It's like a foolproof thing here, and just, not, I mean, it's just about it. They got a gold mine. Meanwhile, people in Krakow are what? Are eating trade. Just about every Jew in Krakow eats trade. Just about. Playing washes the pure character. His uncle's out of business, the other guy's out of business. It's like a, a monopoly on all the social media products. And this could have gone on forever and ever and ever and ever. What happened? What happened? Look, listen carefully what happened. Yeah. No, it's not even, uh, not even a fifth or a tenth. One day, one of the shipmen came home very tired. They worked very hard, of course. And he went inside the room where his son-in-law happened to be learning. And he lied down on the couch. This schwer, the time audit, lie down on the couch. And he enjoyed how his son-in-law was sitting and learning tomorrow with the Gemara again. And it put him to sleep. He used to put him to sleep. Well, the Gemara right there. And he used to lie down on the couch. And he used to sleep. He used to enjoy his son-in-law sitting and learning tomorrow. One day, he hears the son-in-law learning something. And the words of the son-in-law made, you know, he caught his attention, and he started listening to what he said. And he said like this. We're going, what safe? I don't know. We're going from a safe. They know that Tarfus, someone eats Tarfus. Oh, Chaled. Everybody knows what Chaled is. The fat of an animal that's also. So what happens to Chaled, Horus? Some tarifus is alive, but that one is the Isaac Kodesh. 
If he does two, uh, so he can take it off. He's done. But if he doesn't do two, uh, so he's highest, uh, but main carcass, where it means that he dies before the time. But the Misa from the Kodesh is Mechapra a little bit, but the rest he gets in Gehenna. That's because it's in Kodesh Misa and Deshemayim. By Kodesh, the Neshama keeps on getting it where? Then you know where. Right. Then the, the Adam continues learning. This is Al-Skirat Givaran. This is only if Ahat. If you did it to Shoigig. So then Shubha can take it off. What if he did it to Mazes? Or it was Michael Trafis. Another person to Mazes. Then for his Aveda, there's no real Shubha. But he has to go through a process in Gehenna called Kafa Kela. That's like a slingshot punishment in Gehenna. So you go from cold to hot, from cold to hot, forever and ever and ever and ever. And it says, even when the Bishri has amazing, since he was a chaito master, it's a rabbin, the amazing with artists, Caleb and Dan. So he can't have any, he's a chaito master, he has no Caleb and Dan. There's no Caleb and Dan. It says, even when the fire of Gehenna will become extinguished, says the Rambam, Gehenna and Kola, Gehenna will stop, Gehenna and Kola, but in them the fire will continue. All this, uh, Adam was learning one night, one day, one night, when the son, father-in-law was lying down on the couch and listening. This, I'm an utter dick of father-in-law, this Michael Treifer, he, 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 he like, it's like, like a gigantic, Lightning bolt hit him. When he heard these words, it pierced his heart. And it made him very depressed. And he started realizing that there's going to be a time that he's going to have to pack out. And he's going to have to stand before the Vezden of the Vezden uh, of, of the for being Michael Trafer. He has no tshuva. Even when Mashiach comes, and all the dead will have tears, I may say, but he ain't going to get up. He's going to remain in gay, he And the fire of Gehenna will stop, but from them the fire will not stop. He was going out of his mind imagining these things. But you have to understand that in the olden days, even if someone didn't go to yeshiva, but these things were part of part of the daily life that you understood what Gehenna is and you understood what Ganeidin is and you understood what the Seytan is. Oynish and then Skar. You want to please stop this back there? Can I pause? And his eyes became darkened with depression. And he felt bitter. Shreklach bitter. And he couldn't walk, but with his wobbly feet, as much energy as he had left in his feet that moment, 
He picked himself out, out, of, out of that room and went into his own room. When his wife saw him, so she was shocked. He looked like a ghost. His face was pale, Shrekwak pale. Normally, uh, this guy was a diva Russell, and he had ruddy cheeks, big neck, strong like a knack, and now the guy looks like a little pussycat. And she was shocked. She figured that he's very sick. And when he walked over to the couch in his room, in his area of, of that house, the big mansion, he just fell down on the couch as if his feet let go and they couldn't hold him up anymore. And he started crying. Shrek was a cry. And the cries of, that came out of him were managed like an animal. Like an animal screeching before they, you know, the process of killing him. She ran over to him, his wife, and said, what happened? She didn't know what's going on, but he didn't answer her. He kept on sobbing and crying, and tears streamed down from his eyes. And the whole time he was sitting with his face in his fist. And he kept on saying to himself, Vey is to me. Vey means woe. Woe is to me, woe is to me, and woe is to my ears. The wife couldn't understand what's happening. So she right away ran to the other shooter. Maybe the other shooter knows what's happening. What kind of was it? Like an attack? So the, no. And the other shooter came. The shooter came. And he was shocked when he saw happening. He ran over to him and he said, what happened to you? What happened to you? Tell me, say something. Did they steal from you? Did you lose a lot of money? All right, we have plenty of money, even if someone didn't steal it. What are you worried about? What happened? The wife also came over and asked him to speak. And she said, we're not missing anything. We have money, we have COVID, we have greatness, we have good children, we have good son-in-laws, we have good daughter-in-laws, our house is the nicest in town, most kosher orphans stay by us, they eat by us, we give the biggest medovis. What could be going wrong? Took a while until this Michael Slafus who calmed himself his face was shrekwak, and he gave a signal to his wife to pack out. He wanted to talk to his shooters. When the wife went out, and they were together, him and the shooter, he broke into another cry. He just couldn't control himself. Like an epileptic, uh, epileptic rather, he started crying and falling to the floor and saying, Oi! Oi! The shooters, his blood pressure became gelled from what he saw. He couldn't understand what's happening. Like your shooter is in the process of dying now. Rolling on the floor, he's crying. He will shrek 
Tell me something. What's going on here? The shooter begged him. Finally, the shooter that was crying said, let's get out of here. Let's go into a garden. Far, far away where no one could hear. They go out into their garden, acres and acres. They went into a cluster of forest of the of their own property. And then the, this guy started saying, you should know, my dear Shukas, that the Sultan, the Eitzahava, has made us very unfortunate forever and ever and ever and ever. All our gold and all our silver, all our diamonds, all our pearls, all our houses, all our gardens that we own has no value whatsoever as compared to the Shrekleka pain which we will soon get in Gehenna. As soon as the death will come, we're not going to be able to go. That's when it's first going to stop. We already live most of our life. We passed the halfway mark of our life. The average person is 70 years. They were after 35. They live more than half of their life. Doesn't say hold here. But if we pass the halfway mark, we don't have too much more to live. And it's going to be Shrekwach because we are both Chayid Koreh. Koreh means, he says, that we're going to be cut off before our time. We're not going to live no 70 years. We're going to drop dead pretty soon. And if you might think that when we drop dead, things will be okay, that's when it first starts. The Neshama is going to have to go to Gehenna and suffer the worst pain possible. And now he started telling him what he heard from his son-in-law about Kodesh and about being a Kodesh or Machteh. And then he said to his Shukash, How many tens of years, tens of years, have we been Michael Trafis here in the Stutt Krakow and the surrounding areas? How many hundreds of thousands of people been Nichshal in the worst type of Aveda of eating things that are highest Look at the Koyak of the Sultan. Such a city of Krakow. It has Talmidechachomim, Tzadikim, and Chassidim. And not one person ever thought for a second that maybe we're doing something wrong. Everybody eats from our meat that we kill at night. The best houses buy by us. The best dressed chassidim, the Britain, all the Steinlachten, all different types. Come and eat our pasta. Our Nevelis, Chavis, Chavis, and Dan. 
So what can we? What, what, what do we have from all these riches? We don't own anything. It's better we should be dead, never been born, than to go what we're going to have to go through. And what good is it that we have money? Do we eat the two spoons at the same time? Don't we eat bread and onions like a poor man? Don't we like ruption and soup just like a poor man? What do we have from all this garbage? A couple of more years that we have to live is going to pass by like a shadow. Like smoke from a chimney is going to disappear. And then we're going to have to meet this awesome fire of Gehenna. Our original life by our uncle, by my uncle, was Ghanaian compared to what this is for, girl. And the ship has heard all this. And he cut the titter and started shaking. And he became depressed. And he almost fell down. He almost fainted from Kata. And they both sat in the forest in that cluster of cheese, trees. No cheese, but trees. And they just couldn't say anything. They couldn't talk. They were paralyzed. And each one started imagining in his mind the angels of destruction, Malachi Chabola, are coming to, to give them punishment. How are they going to be put in boiling fat to be roasted in Gehenna? take into consideration the fact that they were once the same because of this shift was available to do. They said to themselves that even the rest of Russia and the world did not do as much Avedis as they did in the tens of years that they were being Michael Tracer. After a while, one said to the other, listen, we're finished. There's nothing to discuss anymore. Let's go to the road. And let's go to him and be Mitzvahya. Let's admit our guilt. And tell him everything what happened in our life. And maybe he'll give us the truth. Let's be ready to suffer any type of business, any type of problems in the students. in order to be saved from the Surim of Gehenna. Whatever bad could happen in this world is nothing compared to the, the Surim of Gehenna. Let the Rav tell us the worst possible Shuva process for us. We'll be ready to do it, and this way we can save our souls. Both of them made up 
if you're going to go to the track of the road, of the person that I mentioned before, could be Mithrada, yeah, and he should tell us what to do. The Rav was a Muslim Muslim for Shapiro, a Muslim Muslim for Shapiro, a Muslim Muslim, right? He was a Kodesh with her, he was also a Makubu. And somehow the Rebishter made it that the Sultan should darken his eyes of, of clarity and not know what's going on in the city where he was away. In this way, for tens of years, the people in his city were eating Khaila, Dam, Tartus, Rebus, Rebus, Abdullah. And several times in the past couple of years, in the past tens of years, Different plagues broke out in Krakow. Sometimes adults would get sick. Sometimes it would hit kids. People died. And no one really knew what it was all about. And the Magala Mukla, who was the Rome of the city, used to declare Kainasim. And he would make big kinusim in the shul for Chuva Tzvilat The fast would say Tillam. Sometimes in Magrifa, would stop for a short while. But then it would start again. And the Magala Amukas felt in his bones something was going on that's wrong in the city, but it had no way of knowing because he didn't understand what it is. He used to be responsible, he used to be, he used to fancy, he used to do everything. He just couldn't figure it out. Until one simple night in his bedroom, in his in the house where his bedroom was, the two biggest virum of the city knock on the door and come to his house. He, of course, sees who's at the door. He says, Bruce, my boy, show him my We get the buckle, whatever, the shamish of the garden, brought them in with the covered. As soon as they came into the room, the room of course, the room asked that they should put down some kibbutz for them, some cake, some whiskey, something. What they said, they didn't want to claim anything. They want to speak with the rub without anyone there in the room. But the rub sent out the shamish. He didn't let any Mishosim to be there. And the rebel is ready to hear this big thud that they're about to tell <coughs> As soon as they were all alone, they put down their heads from Dusha, and one of them was a crying crow. It was Maida and Mishrada that it's already tens of years that he was not afraid. He doesn't feel that there's one single house in Krakow that did not eat fish. And they told all the prophets, all the details of their life from when they were young, and, and, and they spent them take a day by their uncle, so they became very rich, and they got to nice with the place of place, mixing it with the kosher meat, etc., 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 etc. And the Megala and Lucas, the rabbi of the town, heard what he was hearing, 
came back in his eyes. And he started crying. And he said, Hey, hey! So many pressure of people of the nation with the Hayden in the came destroyed because of your Avedis. They died in my gate and became sick. I used to make so many Panasim to try to stop these Magapas. They kill him. All kinds of aces, but it didn't work. In Hashemayim, they didn't let me know what's going on. And he said all this in a very, very, very uh, crying manner. And the two shutsum heard how, how much sad they thought they were. So they also broke out in a cry. And all three of them, the Rav with the two shutsum, were crying together. Oh, wow. After their eyes became puffed up from crying, and streams of tears already fell from their eyes, the Rav said with an Avedo call with a morning call, morning voice, Go home and break all these glaciers for uh, a you do that, you should come to me. Immediately the two shipmen went out, and the world sent Shamoshim to every single house, Leishikas, vessels should be in the house. Everything should be burnt, broken and burnt. No one should ask why. From the Could you imagine such a Tzibri in this town where the love of 30, 40,000 people, how many people go hidden? All of a sudden, you get such a Tzibri and everybody has to take out their tissues and burn it. Break it, burn it, destroy it. Every show and cracker had this announcement of the party with Russia, with the Union, the Kudos are out.
and therefore maybe it's like tshuva. But the Magala and Luke said everybody should keep quiet. <laughs> They're not going to have no tshuva unless they listen to what it says here. And he said to them the following. Are you ready to be makabal? Everything that it says here, to do tshuva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know what it says here. Even if you will say to us that we should have pieces of meat cut from us while we're alive, awake, we will be makabal at Biava. And even if you're going to pour salt on the open wounds, we're going to be makabal at Biava. We will not make the slightest peep as long as there'll be a kapot of Ayurvedas. Okay, now listen, says the Makala Amukas. The process of tshuva is a long one, and it's going to be in different stages. Go home and do what we tell you. All property of your children, their clothing, their jewelry, take it away from them. They should move out of your houses. You could only leave over what your wife and children need to wear on the backs and some linen for their beds. No jewelry. For you two people, you cannot have any clothing left over from what you own except a shirt on your back a pair of pants, an old pair of pants, and a talus cotton, and an old pair of shoes. And one old overcoat. Everything else you have to forsake. All the property, all the jewelry, all the clothing, all the furniture, should be left in the house and you have to put your mansion on fire. You got to burn all your property. Everything should be in that house when everything goes up. There should be no zechah. Clothing, jewelry, furniture, laundry, everything. There should be nothing left over. Then you should sell all your livestock, or your birds, or your animals, or your or your karka, or your gardens, or your fields, or your forests, and all the money that you get from all these things, burn, 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 a couple of million bucks, burn. Even if it's docking, you're not allowed to give one single penny, because it's also about no. Your wives should stay by the children. Should not live in their own house. No more house. It's going to be burnt. And when you did everything I told you, you'll come back and I'll tell you what goes right. Oh, you're soon here. You're soon here, buddy boy.
Both partners went home and did exactly what the Megala Amukas told them to do. They took away from the children everything that he owned. What they, what they owned is they owned. That's a buzz into the zone. And everything was placed into the house. And they were happy while they were doing it because they said at least we'll get a shtickle kapora from doing this. And they burnt everything. Nothing was left over. And they came back to the Megala Amukas after this tremendous fire. No one in town knows what's coming off the cloud. The town is in a dizzy spell. I mean, this place is like a circus, the town. No one can figure out what's going on. Everybody has somebody above them, I see, trying to figure out what's happening. There was raid, boy, there was raid. But no one knew the truth. The Viber were working it up, but the Viber sure day and night. Now the Magala Amukha said to the two partners, the Balachuva, Now you must. Go from door to door in this town, to the closest isn't to the furthest, and not clear care about Busha. Go from door to door asking for a couple of pennies, for, for an adobo, a couple of pennies. These are the two richest people going from door to door begging for pennies. And go all the places where you used to sell meat and as a writer just go around begging for pennies and, and when you get some pennies together a certain amount of money you go, go to the place where they sell old clothing buy old clothing for, for, for yourself an old pair of pants an old shirt an old palace cotton a pair of old shoes with, that, that's ripped up a little bit an old winter hat and a coat you should now wear those. And the ones that you have on now, you got to burn. So that nothing is left over. Nothing. Nothing. There should not be one thread left from the, ha the Hanor. You shouldn't have any Hanor from one thread left from anything that, was, that came from the money of the Tarshish. No! They said, man, that money, they're allowed to keep that. They got us in a double. What they were wearing now was still from that money. Okay, they said, fine, we're going to do it. Whatever you say, we'll do it. They did it with Simcha. Better that we should be fashemed here in this world than we should be fashemed. But rather we should get embarrassed here than to be embarrassed in the next world. When everybody in Krakow saw what's happening, that these two big virum are going from door to door, door to door, begging for money, and they look like their mama Shreklaf, everybody was us. Hold on here. A lot of people out of Rachmanas wanted to give them big matonas, but they weren't allowed to take more than a penny or two from each person in order that the boucher should be greater. After they did what the Megala Amukha said, 
came with their old clothing, they looked like off. They said they're ready to go viking. Only a short while before, these two people were the most regal-looking people in town. Now they look like the worst shayach. I mean, shreklach. And he looked at them and he said, and he had pushed a little bit rachmanis on them, and he said to the Eibushtar, Rabbi take a look, what kind of precious nation you have, Megalamukas. Look how many, how much kabbonis these people are ready to bring. To me, Mekadish, your name, to be Mephasim, your greatness in the world and in the, in the next world. By any, no other nation will you see such a thing, even by the best. And take a look at these simple people, these Tubal Tshuva, who never learned properly, and didn't learn Yiddishkeit properly, how they're ready to, to do whatever they have to do. before he gave them the next process said the following you should know that during this whole time that you're going to go through this process I want you to know that I will not suffer less than you I am feeling with you all your sufferings he's telling this to the children he says every 24 hours that goes by I'm not, not Messiah Das from you I'm worried for you and I'm responsible for you should be able to make through this process. And since I have a lot on you, you are the children of Rav Yitzhak and Yaakov, I have to go back there and give you more, more of the process of Shuba to save you from the And I'm reading you what the person I wrote the past. It was like a surgeon. He's not allowed to have enough minutes on his patient by saying to himself, I'm not going to cut out that which I have to cut out. But the biggest Rahmanis is to cut out, the deeper he goes, the deeper the more Rahmanis, if that's what's needed. So too, said the Magalamuk, I'm doing so. I'm not allowed to have enough minutes on your book. I'm only having enough minutes on your instrument to say this. Therefore, listen carefully what I'm going to tell you. You have to go to every single shul and every base medrash and dance track out the time that the shoes are packed to Davin, to Davin. is and you have to go up on the bimba and pull out the talent. Every single shoe on Kaka. Rabbi Sai. Rabbi Sai is an impression. We are sinners. Tens of years we were mindful to make it. We have made your life unfortunate in the Nishamas of the previous generation with Nevelas and Kailas. Who knows how many children died before their time because of us? How many young people died before their time because of us? We hereby wish to be Ms. Vada. And give you more, more of the process of truth to save you from there. And I'm reading you what the person I wrote will happen. 
was like a surgeon. He's not allowed to have a minute on his patient by saying to himself, I'm not going to cut out that which I have to cut out. But the written Achmonis is to cut out. The deeper he goes, the deeper the more Achmonis, but that's what he is. So too, if you're going to have a good time doing also, I'm not allowed to have a Achmonis on your group. I'm only having a Achmonis on your shoulder to take it. Therefore, listen carefully what I'm going to tell you. You have to go to every single shul and every base medrash in Gansk, Krakow, at the time that the shuls are packed with the governor, the governor. Shlachar, teaching and Samaritan, and you have to go up on the bimba and pull out the following. Every single shul in Krakow. Raboy side. Go to the up there and give a stop. Raboy side is an inflation. We are sinners. Tens of years we were massive places. You have made your life unfortunate in the assurance of the previous generation with Nevelas and Kalos. Who knows how many children died before their time because of us? How many young people died before their time because of us? We hereby wish to be misguided and we beg you that you should be merciful us and be misfouled to us. Be misfouled for us rather, but the Hebrews should be this is the first time that Krakow is listening to the truth. This is the first time that the truth is coming out. And he said to them, you should stay on the beamer as long as you can, crying, saying this over and over and over, and people should be murdered even more. Then at the end of that evening, you should go to the back of the school, at the threshold, and you should lie down. And everybody that walks out of school should step on you and spit in your face. You lie down on the threshold, and everybody should walk on you on the way out, and beg them that they should spit in your face. The whole time of this is going on, when you will have done this in all the shuls in Krakow, all the Bukhamidrosha, you should not miss one single steeple. Then you have to go to the cemetery of Krakow and you have to throw yourself down on the Kuvadam of the Sadiqim and anyone that died recently. And then you must river. After you do all this, you have to protect Krakow for three years. You have to go from place to place to place. You can't travel any other way except for foot. You never have to stay in any town or in any town except travel. No place can you stay more than 30 hours. So travel to Side snow, side rain, side hair, side sleep, side the storm, side sweatless hot weather. We're not allowed to stop as much longer than three years. When you sleep tonight, every single second you come 
And look what they have to go through. Even getting through it, they didn't even know what's going to happen. Anyway, they were macabalic with courage. All these Yisur and Be'ava. They kept on walking that way, they're going to end up. What time it is? How long is it tonight? What type of wind? The other is going to be tomorrow. Is it going to rain? Not going to rain? Goodness, it's going to be tomorrow. And the night comes, don't worry about it down. If the storm comes, don't worry about it down. They'll stay where they are. They were traveling, went to the right, they would speak to each other a little bit. Well, it came to a point that they had nothing to say anymore. And they just walked without speaking. These two big suffering. It was several weeks before. But fat, ready, well-bred people. They were thin, pale. Hunger, hunger pain, fetching them very stark. They had to find their position in order to be able to get to food. They were wrapping up bunk, so they were shamed. But they knew they had to eat. It's a dry bread.
Sometimes people would give them, um, sometimes people would try to give them some money. They did not take any money whatsoever. The only thing that they took was some food in order to keep their book going. In many cities, there was like a half of person in the house, and that's where they would try to sleep on the floor with the stone as their pillow. The only time that they actually lose the small menstrual was Friday night and Shabbos in the morning. They would become an order for the Bible. We took them home to the Shabbos meal. And the Shabbos, they looked a little bit more menstrual. What they did is, now they only had one, one strength for it. But what they did every Friday, when they had a chance, what they did was, they would go to a stream or a brook and wash their hands and face and clothing as much as was possible. They always sat at the end of the table, at the corner. And whatever was given to them, they were only praying. They did not see the real meal. All they would ask is bread and water in order to try it their own After they ate and vengeance, they would right away snap out to the hot number of herbs in order to rest a little bit so that they could continue going the following week. So the only day of rest that they had physically was shot. Right? It wasn't hot for them. And this baby kept on going and kept on going and kept on going from years, from days to from weeks, from weeks, from months, from months, from years. Nothing changed from the world. By the greatest cold, by the greatest heat, the same cold, they kept on suffering. Yep, yep. By Shabbos, by Yemsev, I told you that they were fighting for them. They came to the stream and they were going to take over. Even though they suffered stress, cold, hunger, broken spirits, but they did not lose their determination to go through it because they knew that they had a day in the trunk. When they were passed by a house that was cooking good food, and the smell of the food would hit their nostrils, they were inside the house. Then the whole stomach system started spreading juices, ready to eat, and there would be no food for them to eat their
They traveled miles and miles and miles and miles. Now, one thing that you get to the heaven, it's not on the face. They just kept on going. They went to the cemetery. I 
The Kitzer Hamaiser, he said that I smell a reach of Gan Eden from you. He took them into his house and he gave them the grass to cover. He himself, the Magala Amukas, was Meshamish them. He gave them the beautiful, most beautiful chairs to sit on. Each one he hugged and he kissed and he showed a tremendous love for them. Ashrechem, praise. Be you. You are Bali Even the greatest tzaddikim cannot stand in your place, Bashamayim, because you're going to have so much coveting gedula for being a Bali Wherever Bali Chuba stands, tzaddikim gemurim can stand because you are much higher madrid. Kitsi brought to them the nice food. And he said to them, eat, eat. You're allowed to eat now. From now on, you don't have to be northern northern. You don't have to be northern northern anymore. You don't have to be so fashmat. It's a little much more normal life now, but that's what Tosha is. Now you can remain in Krakow. You can now live in Krakow. Together with your wife. But you're not going to go into business ever again. You're never allowed to go into a business ever again. The only way you can make money is by physical labor. You have to become laborers. You want to become a porter, you can hack both. You can become a night watchman. Whatever you're able to find, I can't promise you any pranosa. But all I can tell you is that I'll be talking to the neighbor, the neighbor will take care of you. I'm going to tell about about them that they should see to it to give you different jobs, and this way you wouldn't have any problems with food. Yeah, original Avedas were completely washed off. No. People in Krakow, three years later, Tomas forgot about the whole episode. Three years is a long time, you forget about a lot of things. And basically, we forgot about it. It was a while, three years ago, got to Meissa. I remember a little bit, there was a bit. I got to stand out, but Tomas forgot about it. All of a sudden, Shamish gives out a puja, and everybody should go into that. In the, 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 the Shamish gives a, uh, the Rav gives a puja to the Shamish, a tiva to the Shamish, and he should make the following announcement in all the shuls of, the, of Krakow. We hereby wish to notify all residents of Krakow that the two butchers, the Valley Shuva, came back to Krakow. After being in Golas for three years and being Makai in many difficult conditions of Shuba. From this day on, they should be considered as Sadiqim Gimurim. They no longer have their ability. The Rav Shlita gives a command. And all Balabatim that has to have work to do, 
to try to find some time to give them work also because it's a mitzvah to be mechanism and their wives. Everybody should try to find work for them, like wood chopping, being a porter, doing errands, being a night watchman. No one should ever mention their previous event. But he said, the writer, to say to him, I'll trooper, you did this with somebody. We should respect them and hold them in the greatest hope. They had suffered enough pain, and now we have to see to it that they have panos. Nagala Mukes took some money from the Gemach, from the community Gemach, and he gave them money in order for them to buy simple clothing, clean, simple clothing, and that they should have money to be able to pay rent for apartments that they have to rent after the day in the lives. Whatever is left, Everybody was anxious to be the kind of mitzvah. Everybody said, come to me, come to me, come to me. I have work for you, I have work for you, I have work for you. And they had plenty of work. The kids said, that's how time passed. They had settled. They were working. They had money. They were saving a little bit of money to be able to pay back. And he says like this. I'm trying to skip a little bit. Oh, right. Let's see. Apartments they talk at the end of town, they don't want to live much together with all the rest of the evening. They were still a little bit changed. And then things were basically calm. One, one evening, after a hard day's work, You both look very worried. Why do you look like you're depressed? What happened? Did somebody Hashem you? Did somebody steal from you? Tell me what happened, I'll take care of it. Hey, look at they said, and they started crying. 
Our hearts are afraid of the big game Adin. We were thinking, and we were talking to each other, and we're afraid that maybe the game Adin is going to come very soon.